Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Borrowway Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Ons at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so very much for joining me uh, on today's show. I'm chatting with Tony-nominated actor and singer Joshua Henry about one of our mutual favorites, D'Angelo's incomparable debut album, Brown Sugar. Uh, We are really leaning into the geeking out today. It's so fun when my guests choose artworks with which I am deeply in love. And Brown Sugar very much qualifies in that respect. Um, Also, Joshua is such a great guy. He really shares a lot about the influence this album has had on his life and work. And he also sings little bits and pieces of D'Angelo songs and his own songs. And I can confirm... He has an amazing voice. Um, So it was such an absolute pleasure talking to him. So I'm not going to keep you in suspense. Let's dive right in. Uh, Quick Joshua facts. Joshua Henry is a three-time Tony-nominated singer and actor of the stage and screen. In addition to his work on Broadway, Joshua played the lead role of Aaron Burr in the first national tour of Hamilton. Later this year, he will appear in Lin-Manuel Miranda's film directorial debut, Tick, Tick, Boom, on Netflix, and his new, very brilliant, EP, Guarantee, was released in February. Quick Brown Sugar facts. Uh, Brown Sugar is the 1995 debut studio album by American singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist D'Angelo. Upon its release, Brown Sugar received widespread acclaim from fans and music critics alike, and eventually earned four Grammy Award nominations. Regarded by music writers and historians as a pivotal album in neo-soul, it provided commercial viability to the musical movement amid the prominence of producer-driven, digitally-approached R&B. And there you have it. Uh, It was so exciting for me to talk about this album with someone who loves it as much as I do. Um, I think our enthusiasm is pretty infectious, too, so prepare to have fun. Here comes my chat with Joshua Henry about Brown Sugar. I feel like uh, I need to start with a little disclaimer, like, you know, people choose lots of different things to talk about when uh, I interview them for this show. Sometimes it's things that I like, sometimes it's things I don't have much of a connection with, and I kind of try to see it from the other person's perspective. This is absolutely one of my favorite albums of all time. So, you know, normally these interviews are pretty softball. This is going to be like a cotton ball. So, 
Cool, cool. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Can you remember hearing it for the first time? Brown. So, yeah. Yeah, I do remember um, having the CD mm-hmm. uh, listening to it with my brother. I lived in Miami, Florida. And I remember us just looking at each other. My brother and I grew up just playing bass and guitar together. So we loved, we used to listen to gospel and jazz and played that music at church. So when we listened to it, we were sort of sitting on a bed and we looked at each other and we were like, what? I mean, the so if we're going to talk about the song. I mean, yeah, the, I'm, I'm thinking the whole album, but like, yeah, we can, we can, the, you know, the, it is the, the opening track as well. So, you know, it's a good uh, entry point. You, you, I didn't know, first of all, that that sound existed in that way. Soul, jazzy, and like a gospel, like straight up and down with like gospel intros. Mm-hmm. Um, a song like Dreamy Eyes of Mine, like it just starts with, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, wh- he, he's paying homage to, he's being so authentic to his gospel roots, you know, to his soul. R&B to soul roots. And also he lets the music stretch out on Brown Sugar, you know, with a guitar uh, solo on that track, like me and those dreamy eyes of mine. Oh gosh. I mean, he, I heard once that like Prince locked himself up for like six months trying to do Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and this feels like one of those albums that like, you know, you just go away in a cave and you stay true to your sound. You don't care what, at all what's happening on the charts and you literally hand that to the label. I feel like that's what D'Angelo did with, with, with Brown Sugar because it wasn't messed with at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was gritty. It was soulful. It was the new, like that kind of sound was brewing up in Philly, but nothing like that. Right. And it was like the perfect tipping point for Neo soul to arrive. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, just, that's one of my favorite albums. It, it's probably, can I rate it? Probably, I know it's top five. Yeah. Um, up there with someone else from Philly, like we'll talk about this another time, but Erica Badu's mm. Mama's Gun. Like mm. that's probably top five for me too. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's Brown's- like, that's my favorite album first as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like, and that, that to me, like her first album, I mean, this is not to get too sidetracked. Her first album was amazing, but it's that second album when she really started like the experimenting and really like being able to let go. It wasn't about trying to impress a label to get, you know, get or keep a deal. It was like, she's proved herself with that first album. And the second album is when she's really like coming into her own. Yes. And, you know, the later albums I, I appreciate as well, but it's like a lot of kind of meandering you know it's not as focused the songs aren't as like contained and mama's gun it's like yeah every 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 track every the whole every track Mm -hmm. both of those you know it's i i I remember listening to we'll talk about we really have to talk about mama's gun now (laughs) but um can we talk about brown sugar for a second yeah uh, yeah 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 i mean first of all it took years before I knew exactly what he was talking about because mm. I was how old when I listened to it. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love brown sugar. I yeah. put that in my oatmeal. Right. Um, <laughs> but, oh, gosh, just letting the sugar, mm-hmm. letting letting that just soar. Um, as, a, as a young kid from Miami who grew up with this, with pieces of this sound, again, like from some R&B and some soul and then from gospel, hearing it all together 
you know, on a track like Brown Sugar was like, are you kidding me? And I'd never heard anything like his voice before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that was sometimes you don't even hear the syllables of what he's saying, but you felt every every bit of it to your soul. I think it's was this 96 when this came out? Uh, 95. 95. Yeah. I was 11. Hmm. <laughs> and I remember immediately picking up my guitar that I just learned how to play like six months ago. And I was like trying to figure it out. Oh. Yeah. But also the fact that he inspires that in you and think, you know, that Prince comparison that you were talking about, I know Prince was a, a huge influence for him. And he talks about like, seeing Prince's process and saying, that's what I want to do, or that's that's the kind of dedication I want to have. That's the kind of control I want to have over my music. And mm -hmm. I love that it's like this 21-year-old kid who says, oh, Prince like you know plays all his instruments and he produces his own stuff and he layers his own vocals and all that. I'll, I'll just do that as if it's this casual thing when it's like these absolute musical geniuses who have this ability that's just like otherworldly. And um. Yeah, absolutely insane. Otherworldly. I, I just, because I think he played almost all the instruments on that. Yep. And he did all the vocals. Mm -hmm. And before that, the, like, have you ever heard layer, layering like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you heard it, like, you heard Marvin Gaye sort of, like, hinted that, those background vocals of, you know, but not as densely. I mean, here you had, like, to, to give a, what, like, take six crunchy chords uh -huh. in the background of a voice that was so singular, mm -hmm. you know, for the first time with this laid back beat. Yeah. So these crunchy vocals were not even like the, sometimes they were front and center and sometimes they would just back up. Yeah. So it was almost like you were watching a live, you were hearing, um, and the way he, he brought things forward and, and back, it's like you were hearing something live from, from like a group of 20 people. Yeah. You know, it was almost like a, what comes to mind right now is leave the door open, mm. you know, mm -hmm. with, with Bruno and, and, and Anderson Pac, just yeah, how yeah. they, you know, be the, I'm gonna leave the door open. That those little echoes, but then it's super crunchy. And sometimes that's the feature and then it backs up. And I'm like, yo, it's enough. It's enough for, for someone who's 21, like you said, who's like, I'm going to do what the what Prince did to have played all the instruments and sang all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, the engineer that he worked with, the, like the vision to follow where the focus needs to be sonically back here, back here, right in front of your face. Like that's a whole nother thing right. that makes it so much richer. Yeah. And I think all those examples are great that, that it's like uh, watching Prince perform, um, watching Anderson and Bruno perform with their band, all, all of those things. It feels this, it's this illusion of effortlessness. Like we just do this off the cuff and it comes totally naturally. We don't even need to practice. And there's, that feeling coming from D'Angelo where it's like listening to a really tight band who are all in sync with each other, but it's all him. <laughs> it's all, it's all him. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is like fast forwarding from Brown Sugar, like before he went to go do, you know, voodoo and come, mm -hmm. you know, he, he could play the guitar, but he went away for like years yeah. to really shred to understand how the guitar works. And as an artist, like who plays a couple different instruments, that idea was really inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, as an 11-year-old, it was inspiring because I knew this, the story of it. And I would hear and we would talk about it in church and we were playing. And we're like, he plays all of these? It, it made me want to like jump onto the drum set. Mm -hmm. 
and be like, wait, is this that hard? I mean, yeah. And then I'm going to dedicate more time to it because that's what can happen right. when you put that much time into your art. And I, that stays with me. That stayed with me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, I've been working on an album that, that, that well, an EP that just dropped um, mm-hmm. March 4th. And I've been working on some of the songs since 2012. Mm. And for me, it was just a thing of like, well, when it's time, it'll happen. You know, like I, sometimes you just get a verse and a chorus or a line, you know, um, and then years later, it's the right time. You know, D'Angelo taught us that you, you can't rush, not even brilliance. You just can't rush art. Yeah. You know, and when you do, when you don't rush it, it is a much fuller expression of who you are and what comes out of you. Did you think he meant to like create a genre? No. With, with brown sugar? No. Did you think he, he just knew that it wasn't right? I didn't, I, I can't straighten out these melodies. I can't straighten out this laid back, lazy breakneck, you know, bass and drum. And he had to stay true to that. Those are the things that we're drawn to. Those are the things that we just, it just screams authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, think, thinking about how he is credited with, you know, uh, the explosion of, uh, you know, the collection of genres that are loosely under the neo-soul umbrella. But you think about the albums that were influenced uh, by this one, the kind of family tree that branched out of it, and you hear bits and pieces of those sounds, but his sound is so uniquely his. It's not something that could ever be completely copied because it's just like, it, and, and the evolution from album to album as well, not again to get too far away from this album, but his progression, and again, with a comparison to Erica Badu, that it's like uh, experimenting, getting getting weirder and allowing himself to just be free and saying, I don't know anybody, anything. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to repeat what I've already done. I want to move forward. I want to progress. And um, everything that he does, it's just like so exciting. I mean, I can f- remember the when Black Messiah dropped and it was like this, you know, surprise thing because it was not supposed to come out for another month or whatever. And just being like... Holy shit! Like, ah, I, like it's it's unbelievable. He's so he's so incredibly talented. He is. I remember when that dropped too, and I was I he. There's just a couple times you remember exactly where you were. I remember where I was when I heard Brown Sugar. I remember where, where I was when I listened to Mama's Gun, mm-hmm. laying down in bed, looking at the ceiling because I was like, I have to take this all in. And I remember Black Messiah. I was taking a long bus ride like from the top of Manhattan all the way downtown, and I was just like curled up. I was like, I'm not moving. Yeah. I'm just gonna stay right here. <laughs> And he got so much more experimental there. And and some of the stuff, honestly, like was not for me, but mm, like mm-hmm. I heard and appreciated like the work that he put into it. And I'm like, D'Angelo, you better go ahead and swing big because this was no dabble. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's just like, I res- I put all the respect, all the respect on his name for, for that. Oh, what's another? You, wait, what's one of the covers from from Brown Sugar? Let's get Brown Sugar real quick. Cruising. Cruising. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna. Is that like. Is that um, Lionel? Richie? Smoke, smoky. Smoky, smoky, mm. smoky, smoky. Um, goodness gracious! Oh, I didn't know that he could put. I mean, oh, that just felt so good. I think that may have been the only one mm-hmm. on, on Brown yeah, Sugar. Yeah. The only cover. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So laid back mm-hmm. like you felt like you were on just in a paradise that you never knew existed yeah and you're hearing these sounds on the guitar that i'd never heard it's like this watery muffle to a guitar yeah um 
that was just so new. So much of it was, it was so much newness. Like I said, at the same time, a voice, lyrics, mm. b- like brave lyrics, like talking about brown sugar, like talking about <laughs> weed, right? Like right. in a song like that, as a it, as a lover, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. How did that? You know what I don't know, and maybe you do. Hmm. Is did that? Did it? What was there like Grammy reaction to that? I just can't remember. I don't know. I I, I know like it was a, a slow burn in terms of the album's success. Like it started out and it wasn't really selling, and then it just kept building and building and building. But I don't know if he got nominated for this. And well, kudos to the. I'm just like whoever was signing off on this. Kudos to them. Yeah. You know the the A and R the label. I, I, what was it, the label that it was under? I don't remember, but to just hear this completely new thing and see the brilliance and be like, that's what we're going to put out there. Right. Yeah. To- totally incredible. The, just going back to cruising for a sec, um, I, I have talked a lot about the idea of covering, uh, you know, uh, whether it's like, uh, you know, remaking a movie or whatever. And the, for me, especially with songs, if you're going to cover a song, there's no point in doing a carbon copy. You should make it your own. You have to, you know, it, you assert yourself in that song. And to me, his brilliance, this is a, this is an example to me. Like, I love Smokey Robinson. I, I have not a bad word to say against him, but I think that this version of this song is a better version. And it reminds me of um, the example I was thinking of is like uh, Aretha's cover of Say a Little Prayer that you hear the Dionne Warwick original and it's it's nice. But Aretha, it's like she feels the, the lyrics. She's bringing all the emotion, all of the, you, you can just understand the song so much better. And it's like, ah, this is what the song actually sounds like. And I get the same feeling from this cover. Totally. It's... Oh, it just—it was—it's transformative. Or, 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 it transports you. Yeah. That song comes in. I didn't even know. You know, I remember when I first heard it. I was like, I don't know what being in love feels like, but like, I know we're gonna fly. Away. Like, I love it when like this feeling. It's like I felt the feeling before I experienced it in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And just having—I I think from start to finish, it's like that. It's such a an amazing, incredible album that the it, it's not like there's suites of songs necessarily but like the number of influences the number of styles that come into it especially like later songs um uh, like when we get by where it's like this kind of swinging um mm-hmm. yeah just like a, a different oh. a different tone but it's still it's like all works together so well and it's so like smooth and uh it, it's just like a joy to listen to the whole thing that song is a great example of i mean it's it's pretty swingy mm-hmm. i mean but how you really know who he is obviously because of his super unique vocals but I, you could put him in a rock song mm-hmm. i feel like you could put him you could i want to hear him do something classical i want to hear him sing like nessun dorma you know, and and I bet you that it would work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because you know, like you said, there's so many different sort of moments musically in that album, and you you're right there with him. It's not a stretch. Mm-hmm. Nothing is a stretch, because he's so deep in the pocket of who he is, especially vocally. Yeah, and to have that just casual confidence at such a young age, and yeah, mind mind blowing. Where does that come from? Mm. 
I mean, I, I just remember growing up in the church, like, um, like a lot of these folks did, you know, from Jill Scott to Badu to, <laughs> to, to D'Angelo. And mm. I don't know exactly where the confidence came from, but I do know this is that when you grow up, especially, you know, I can only speak for the black church, but like music is something that is just, you come to church, you know, and after church, you're able to get on the instruments and just play. Mm-hmm. So all your friends are doing it. You know, my brother played bass. I played key, uh, uh, guitar. My friend Shane played, you know, keyboard. And it wasn't until I got to the University of Miami mm-hmm. where I studied music and theater in the music school. And people were like, yo, your ear is spectacular. And I didn't know what they meant. You know, I knew that I could do all these musical things, but to me, they weren't a thing because that's what you just grew up in. I wonder if for D'Angelo, you know, he just been there since he was a kid. And this moment comes and you're like, whoa, this is like a bona fide genius. And I I really do believe he is. Mm -hmm. I just wonder, I'm wondering like, what's the tipping point for him with brown sugar? Like, mm-hmm. I, I always think about that because he came up with all of them, you know, with with the roots, you know, uh, Joe Scott, Eric Badu, um, all of them right there in Philly. Yeah. And then he sort of took this, took the the mantle. He was like the anchor, I guess. And mm-hmm. he just went. Yeah. And and it, like you said, it was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It really was a slow burn. But how many artists have been influenced by that album alone? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. My first song that I released last year called Hold Me, like the chorus is literally like partially an homage to him. Hold me, yes, don't hold me back. Because I'm like, look, y'all gonna know. Y'all gonna know what what I've been influenced by, you know, and gosh, he brought that. And then after that, what? You you had your Maxwell's, you know, Mm -hmm. really showing that off. You know, that was like a super desirable mainstream sound now yeah and you know people like angie stone who obviously she she's uh linked to him in many ways but um yeah a a crazy amount of influence and also just the, the musicianship the instrumentation on this album is a huge important part of it but his voice is just absolutely incredible so versatile as well and thinking about me and my dream and eyes mine um uh the isolated vocals if you listen to the deluxe version there's just like Mm -hmm. uh an acapella version and it's just you know him with these layered vocals and it really highlights not only these like vocal acrobatics the things that he can do with his voice that are just so insanely amazing and then harmonizing with those insane things that he's doing um but also the lyrics it's like the 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 intention the the meaning of these songs is so incredible and and so heartfelt and it just gets in you that song in particular is just like i, I feel yeah. it so much i'm so fascinated by that chorus yeah and it's it's the, literally the same notes mm-hmm. is it just that you're the finest little thing that i ever seen i it's so crazy how you think about pop music now or music that with the goal of sticking in your head it does just that but with so many lyrics and such such a long thought. Yeah. Is it just that you're the finest little thing that I've ever that I ever saw, mm-hmm. or is my imagination running too far? Right. Like, that's part of the co- the first half of the chorus, but it's so catchy, and just with those two notes, and and also you know what I love about that song is like I said the guitar um, solo. Yeah. But 
you saw you see from Brown Sugar in a song like that from the album Brown Sugar, uh, you know, Dreamy Eyes of Mine, all the way to Untitled, mm-hmm. how he's not afraid of space. Right. He'll let that thing go for like 45 seconds and you're going to wait. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to wait. You ain't got no choice. Right. And it's not like a commercial break. It's dense because it's bookended by such intentional, phenomenal musicianship that the space means so much more. Mm-hmm. It's not a break. It's it's an amen or a salah or a, you know, you just got to digest that for a second. Yeah. But that's yeah. what I really love about him on that album is he, he just he's not afraid to like fail. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, comparing him uh, with like Prince's music, where he is is also known to, you know, have a, a guitar solo thrown in or, or something. But it's much more about like pushing the musicianship. It's very like upfront in your face. And when D'Angelo is allowing those musical breaks, it's much more like I don't think respite is, a, is the right word because you, you don't want a break from what he's doing. But it's like he's he's allowing the song to breathe. He's allowing you to um you know, it, it's it's a whole part of the experience. It's like this. Uh, t- I don't want to get too uh, airy fairy here, but like a sonic okay. landscape. You know, um, uh, it's it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he really. Yeah. So let me ask you, what's your favorite track from the the album? It's me and those dreaming eyes, mine. Like, I mean, that I, I love all right as well. Mm-hmm. And that whole that three song intro just like knocks me off my feet. Really. Incredible. But I was, I've been listening to this album a lot in, in preparation for this and was just like, oh, maybe this, this is my favorite. Song. No. Ooh. And then the next song starts and it's just like, everything is so, oh. so Did you incredible. see his verses recently or was it a verse? Yeah. 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 Versus with like, no. And I thought it was appropriate. I know he was maybe, they were talking about maybe having uh, Maxwell be uh, the other side of that, but having no one is the right answer <laughs> that's right i love maxwell mm. amazing but you can't that's too much like i i can't see anybody across from from d'angelo yeah. and every single song that, that that was played i was i mean i think i was in my room by myself in my music room and i just i couldn't even like it was just oh, and seeing it wash over him could not knowing what song is coming next mm. oh man yeah and all of those verses uh, battle. It's like the thing that gave me the the feeling of being at a concert the most because it was like I felt like I wanted to scream every time a new song starts. Like, ah, oh, this guy can't believe he's doing this one. <sighs> oh, and also being able to like see to, to just to talk briefly about D'Angelo, like his evolution and as an artist and how he has struggled. Yeah, you know, with depression, with substance abuse, to, you know in between his albums i mean he struggled with after after brown sugar he was like y'all i'm i'm tapped like i just don't you know but he knew he was and he wasn't about to throw something else up because he had to fulfill some label obligations like how many years was it it's like 10 yeah yeah it was 10 years um you know and then something like you know voodoo happens and uh you know how does it feel happens which was a really, which was such a widely celebrated song, but it kind of messed him up because he's such an artist first. Mm-hmm. You know that after everyone was like, "Yo, take off your take off your shirt," take, like it messed with his head because he's a musician, he's an artist. Yeah, and so he was like, "Oh, I'm not doing that anymore." Mm-hmm. 
but he went there and you saw how it affected him. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really, yeah. Just watching him grow and have gone through the ups and downs over yeah. the years. is so inspiring for me. It's, it's, it's him and, and Prince for me are just right at the top because they just didn't care. Like they yeah. were relentless in their pursuit of what was coming out of them. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm not going to have any filters to this thing. Yeah. Like the only people they have to prove something to is themselves. Yeah. And he seems like he's in a better place now. I hope he's in a better place. And it does feel like maybe there's something brewing, like we're going to get new music sometime soon. So fingers so. crossed. <laughs> I want to see him. He doesn't, you know, I'm like, what's a dream collab? All I need is D'Angelo. But like, yeah. imagine if he had a song with like Anderson Pop or something like that. I know. That yeah. would just... Or like childish or something. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it's fun to talk about this with you because yeah, I know you really appreciate it though. Yeah. This was absolutely amazing. I know you got to run. Um, I, I really appreciate you making time for me. This was a joy. Really incredible. Dude, wonderful talking to you. All right. I can't wait to listen to this back and then just, just live through all the just nerding out on this. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye. What a lovely and extremely talented man. Thanks again to Joshua for talking to me and for treating me to those little bits of his singing. I mean, can we all agree his voice is just insanely incredible? Um, If you want to hear some more of it, Joshua's EP Guaranteed is out now. And it's really, really good. So check it out. Um, Okay. Now, my little inspirational artwork of the week, there's a new HBO miniseries called Mayor of Easttown starring Kate Winslet. Uh, full disclosure, I've only seen the first episode, but it's so far it's totally amazing. It's a mystery. Kate Winslet is playing a detective and it's very moody and gloomy, but in a really compelling way. And uh, I don't know. I just love watching Kate Winslet work. She is so fucking good at her job. And also Jean Smart is in it and I would watch her in anything. She could just read the warning labels on prescription bottles and I would pay to see it. It's also really nice to have an HBO prestige drama to look forward to every week. So, um, yeah, you should give that a little watch. And that's really it. Please follow the show. I don't think I'm supposed to say anything about subscribing anymore because it makes people think that they have to pay for something, which they don't. This is free. It's all free. So follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and follow me on social media at Spark Parade. It'll be fun. Um, other than that, I hope you have a lovely week. Stay safe. Be good. And until next time, bye. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. 
call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.